Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. For the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. We've been using the list that Paul wrote to the Galatians in his letter in uh, chapter 5. And... um, I guess you're going to say, well, this isn't the end of the story. There's there's a lot more to the Holy Spirit than what, what yeah, we've been talking about. These qualities are not exhaustive. I mean, the Holy Spirit is the person of God. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all share the same characteristics. So um, whatever the scriptures read about the characteristics of uh, the Holy Spirit, he wants to reproduce in us. Uh, Jesus said, for example, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So the Holy Spirit is powerful. Why? Because God is powerful. He is almighty. So uh, he wants to reproduce the power in us. Now, that's not just to say we have power. He wants us to have a powerful, a power-filled mentality. He wants us to think in terms of facing and dealing with each situation that arises um, in a supernatural way because we have the power of God not only available to us from a distance but actually living within us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So uh, you see as well as being loving and gentle and kind, the Spirit within us is powerful. Um, Jesus teaches us that uh, we're always to pray and not to give up. We're to persevere. Perseverance is another fruit of the Holy Spirit, and God will enable us to persevere when in the flesh, in the natural, we would want to give up. And that is a very, very powerful and important fruit of the Holy Spirit, to give us that ability to persevere, to go on trusting uh, until we see the resolution of the situation that confronts us. We've certainly got a, a cameo now, a, a good idea of, of, of what's possible, of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. So I suppose now the lesson is, well, how do we live by the Spirit? It's obviously the best way to live. How do we not fluctuate in and out of living in the Spirit? Aha, uh-huh. well, that's the secret of the Christian life, isn't it? Because uh, experientially, that's exactly what, well, everybody does, but I mean, the more mature you come, the more, um, I keep using this phrase, yielded you are to the life of the Holy Spirit within you, then the less fluctuation there will be, the more constancy, the more faithfulness, um, the more dependability and reliability there will be. All these are qualities, you see, further qualities that the Holy Spirit reproduces in us. Um, it's very important that people should be able to depend upon us not to fail them, not to go back on our word, not to break our promises. And, um, you know, those are weaknesses of the flesh, but the Holy Spirit always will work in us 
the qualities that are counter to the defectiveness of our flesh, to the weakness of our own uh, human abilities. So, you know, in giving us the Holy Spirit, God has really given us the answer to every situation. The answer is actually there within us. And, you know, whatever God does in our lives, and next week we'll be talking about the gifts of the Spirit uh, of God, uh, but whatever he does, as for example, healing, he always does through the Holy Spirit within us, even if somebody has an instantaneous miracle. What has happened? Something from the power of the Holy Spirit within that person has suddenly been released, even in their physical body. So there is an instantaneous change in their physical circumstances. God never acts in our lives to bypass the Holy Spirit. You say, Jesus said to me, Yes, okay, but how did he say to you? He spoke to you through the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the voice of God within you. He is the person of God within you. So there is no bypassing the Holy Spirit, and we ought to be so profoundly thankful to God for the Holy Spirit. And I believe, you know, we, we need to form a really good relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul in... Uh, these verses that we've been looking at in Galatians where he talks of the fruit of the Spirit, just after that, this he says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Um, let us walk in the Spirit, some other translations say. Uh, and those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God, we read elsewhere. So, uh, you know, there is this sense not just of having the Spirit, but of walking in the Spirit, of walking with the Spirit, of following the Spirit. Uh, and uh, the Holy Spirit always wants to lead us. He wants to lead the church in a corporate sense, and that's another subject altogether because it means he won't be leading the individual members in a hundred different directions at the same time. But he does want to lead all of us at a personal level so that no matter what situation we're in, the qualities of his life will come out. And whatever qualities are needed in that particular situation, whether it's the love or the joy or the peace or the patience or the kindness, the goodness, the self-control, the perseverance, the power, whatever qualities of the Holy Spirit are needed in that situation are there within you. And God wants those to flow out of you, as Jesus put it, like rivers of living water. Actually, I wanted to ask you about that, Colin, because if every single Christian is living step by step with the Spirit, as you've just read from these verses, then what potential does this offer? The world would believe. And what, <laughs> I, let's just imagine, what, what yes, that, is that it, what would it, happen? It would be as simple as that. Well, Jesus put it this way. He said, Father, may there be one. Now, he was talking about relationships, the relationships of love. He was uh, what really would happen as a result of receiving the Spirit. Father, may there be one, so the world will know that you have sent me. In other words, know that I'm the Son of God uh, and that you have loved them just as you have loved me. Uh, Jesus was really saying, when the world sees your love in them, in the way in which they love one another, then the world will believe. There was no argument against that love. Nobody would be able to argue against that love. Who could argue against the love of a Mother Teresa, for example? 
Now, it's not that everybody will be like Mother Teresa because there's so different, many different ways of expressing love. But if we all express that love, if in every congregation, not just between congregations, but if in every congregation there was that loving of one another in the way of which Jesus spoke, that you love one another as I have loved you, then we would have no problems in bringing the world to faith. So this is God's plan. This is what he has given us in order that we can live in this way. He obviously wants us to be a united body of people. He obviously wants there to be a a united church, which we don't see at the moment. Yeah, but it goes a little bit deeper. It's a bit more fundamental than that because you hear so many people that don't believe saying, well, I would believe in your God if I could see him. And we need to be able to say, well, come with me and I'll show you. And you take him, not just for service, but you take him into any activity of the church and they will see the love of God. We had a very interesting time in our church last Sunday because instead of the normal service, we had an exhibition of 45 different ministries that are going, being expressed in and going out from the body of Christ at this time. It was amazing. Our MP came and the chairman of the local council came. And I think it's true to say they were amazed at what can be happening in just one church. And it wasn't that people came um, and they just walked around, had a cup of coffee and went. I mean, the people were there for three hours, three and a half hours, some of them. Uh, and they were looking around, they were talking, they were getting involved. We were having church, but without the service. But it was church, it was the family of God meeting together, it was people. But you see, it was so positive and so practical. But you saw the church in action. This is the church in action. This is what the church does. The church doesn't simply meet together for a service on Sunday morning. And we we invited many non-Christian friends and so on. Well, just come and see what our church does. Come and see, come and see, come and see. But I know, you see, that, that all this comes out of the love, comes out of the compassion there's another quality that the Holy Spirit wants to reproduce in us. comes out of, of the faithfulness of so many of the people in the church. comes out of these qualities of kindness and goodness. And um, I think it would be wonderful if, um, if every church was able to just say to people, well, come and see. Just come and see what we're doing. I, in fact, I, I think, to be honest, I'm, I mean, you, you, you were there, so you would know also. I think it surprised even people in our church. It absolutely did. It was thrilling just to see what goes on. And uh, it, it was encouraging for everybody yes. as well. Because I, th- I think, you know, people see, see what they're doing, but they don't necessarily know what everybody else is doing. And, and you know, some people said to me, just to think... I'm part of a church where so much is happening and we're reaching so many different people in so many ways. It shows a potential. And I said, thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 